Hey, you've tuned into Geeky Elite Radio. Good luck. Hey, Mitch. Hey, Mitch. Hey, Mitch. Hey, Mitch. Hey, Mitch. Hey, Since first grade, I moved to Yuma, you know, met you then. Uh, we've pretty much had school together all the way up until graduation. Uh, what have you been doing with yourself since then? Um, I play a lot of right field. Um, okay. It's important to know. you got to know how to catch. you got to know how to throw. <laughs> and that's why I play in right field, way out where the dandelions grow. Um <laughs> I don't even know if you're still if you if, how good your memory is. We used to sing that together when we would play fucking baseball because it was off a Pizza Hut commercial. I remember that commercial. and I remember singing that song. And I only remember that Pizza Hut commercial because it was actually like uh, if you had the VHS of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie that opened up the movie. And <laughs> I'm not sure if that's the geek in me or the guy that loves to fucking eat in me that remembers <laughs> that shit. But hey, one of the same, man. One of the same. <laughs> Especially nowadays, but. <laughs> No. no, that was that, that's awesome because I actually did have that exact memory the other day, and I was I was going to ask you if you remembered it. <laughs> <laughs> I remember us just getting together and singing that song to the co- or whoever it was that was letting us yep. play baseball. Yep, yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> oh my god! But no, I've been I've been good, man. I've been good. So let me see uh, what have I been up to. Uh, well, after uh, graduating, I gave up on my hopes and dreams really quickly, and uh, I joined the military. <laughs> I did. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I did. I did four years in the Navy. Um, pretty much did anybody I could find. Um, no, I was uh, <laughs> I was a diesel mechanic for a while, and then I was a cook. And uh, I decided after a while it wasn't for me. And uh, you know, times were hard, and uh, I needed to come back in the military. So uh, I actually switched things up, and I decided to join the Army. And I've uh, been there ever since. And others, other than that. Um, Traveling the world, doing Iraq, doing Afghanistan, uh, you know, going and seeing the world. Uh, I've now started a budding career as a uh, stand-up comic. And you know what? That's what uh, that's what kind of bringing you back to Yuma. That today. is. So uh, I allowed you to be on, on on my show. It's it's that and chili pepper. I'm not going to lie. I miss it. <laughs> you know what's funny is that you can you, you can't you can't take. You, a lot of people leave Yuma, but that's the one thing they want to come back Like, for. I will come back for the chili pepper, yes. <laughs> I, 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 I tell people, though, too, huge misconception. You would think that living in El Paso, a border town, oh, my God, the, the Mexican food must be great. It's not. It's really not. I can't stand the taste of the Mexican food over there. Well, it's, it's I mean, I imagine it's a whole different type of Mexican food. It is food. a different taste. It is. I don't know what it is, uh, but it, it, it just... For some reason, it just doesn't have the taste of, you know, the Sonora, Mexico, or even Baja, California. Right. It, it is so difficult to find a classic just burrito shop over there, and, and I, I don't know what it is. I just can't stand it. <laughs> but your your uh, your comedy career, how, how long have you been pursuing that? 
literally, um, well, it's April now, so uh, a year and two months is is how long I've been doing that. And uh, I mean, I remember our senior year of high school, you were you were on the radio state, the local radio station. That is correct. And you were you were, I mean, imagine doing you were doing jokes then. And, and stuff, but uh, this is what you decided to to buckle down, I guess. Uh, well, you know, doing doing theater uh, all throughout high school, and then yeah, working for uh, KYJT one hundred point nine, the Jet, the uh, Jet. <laughs> the jet. <laughs> uh, I was doing that, you know, and uh, uh, you know, I, I mean, you are who you are, and 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 I guess I've kind of always been uh, a little bit of a cut up, and uh, finally, some friends got on my ass. Uh, about a year ago and they said you know man they said you ought to really think about uh taking the stage and trying your hand at stand-up comedy and uh i did and i ended up realizing how much i enjoyed it and uh ended up being pretty halfway decent at it and uh you know here i am uh set up a pretty good local show here in in yuma that we've been doing this is going to be our second show and uh uh we've definitely got some others scheduled in the near future uh, I just got back from touring L.A. Uh, I did a show in Chino, California, as well as uh, the Comedy Store in Hollywood. Wow! Yeah, so it was it was really humbling. You know, it was really cool to be there and be at the Comedy Store in Hollywood and watch your dog eat my cigarettes. And <laughs> that's okay. There he goes. He took off. <laughs> Maybe he's just bringing them to you. Sorry. Yeah, he's yeah, damn dog's addicted to addicted to nicotine. All right, just after that little snafu, what uh, I, the name of your guys' tour is uh, the Refried Comedy Refried tour? Comedy Tour. Yep. So, is there more um, more people on on the the show that are from this? Uh, well, well Refried Refried Comedy, you need to understand, is is more or less a, a comedy brand of several different comedians, um, not just um, out of El Paso. Um, they span as far out as uh, New York, and they're very big in L.A. Uh, such notable comedians as uh, Richard Villa, um, and out of El Paso uh, and L.A. area, we have Sam Butler. He's going to be on the show tonight. Uh, Eric Blake. I mean, we've had we've had different comedians. Uh, Dave Chappelle's even done uh, a couple of the refried tours. So we we get quite a few notable comedians uh, doing the show, uh, not just in English but uh, in Spanish as well. Wow, that's uh, that's pretty impressive. You know, what what were some of? Did you have some like definite influences that you had? You know, growing up that that influenced your comedy, uh, your style of comedy. You know, growing up, uh, I, I collected a lot of my parents' uh, old vinyl. Um, and I really enjoyed Steve Martin, uh, and I loved watching, uh, Monty Python, uh, and just kind of the crazy slapstick comedy of, of, uh, the Stooges and, uh, you know, uh, growing up, getting older, uh, you know, I, I started following, uh, Dave Attell. Uh, I also enjoyed Dennis Leary. Everybody and their mom watched Dave Chappelle when he had the Chappelle <laughs> show. Oh, I used to love like the Dennis Leary show, uh, like his stand up. It was so great because, it was, I mean, I mean, I know there's most comedians they try and tell jokes and they're trying to make it so that you you uh, you you love them or you you know you you, you fall in a relationship with them when he's just so crude and ready to be like you're an idiot <laughs> yeah yeah I mean, it, it, it lends its hand that's why I'm also I'm a, I'm a huge fan of uh, believe it or not I'm a huge fan of Andrew Dice Clay oh uh, Clay and man. I, nice I, man yeah I even saw the Dice uh, I saw him on uh, my wedding day I saw him uh, I went to a show for my honeymoon in Vegas 
uh, and it was it was great. That was that was uh, two years ago, and it was fantastic. Actually, no, it was a year ago. It was a year ago. In case my wife's listening, <laughs> I know when we got married. <laughs> but uh, that was that was a real wild show, uh, you know. And he's he's crazy. He's out there. Uh, very funny guy. What's uh? What are some of the like? What's some of the the? I mean, I guess in goals that you're looking for with a you know stand up. Well, you know, right now I still got another Christ. I still got another four years and some change in the military, so I'm kind of stuck with that. Um, does it does that help? Like, I mean, not not the fact that you're in the military, but I mean, does it give you material? Do you? Uh, it does. There's there's several things. I mean, there's a lot of jokes I'd like to do, but I feel that people that aren't really you know in the military probably wouldn't be able to relate. Um, but you know, definitely coming across different people in different walks of life and just seeing different countries and being able to make fun of the people that live there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, it, it, it definitely adds a lot to your comedic repertoire, but uh, I hope, uh, you know, have, having already done this for a year and made it this far uh, so far, uh, you know, I'm hoping that I can try and uh, progress eventually to being a, a full-time comedian or at least, you know, break into the entertainment industry. And, and I, I still want to very much uh, be an actor. I would, I would love to be in movies. Yeah, oh, I, I remember in, in high school. You, I mean, you remember you doing. Uh, you were in uh, uh, Midsummer Night's Dream, right? No, no, I was actually, I was cast for that show. Uh, or actually, no, no, I was not cast for that show. Uh, if memory serves correct, um, my director at the time and I were having some uh, creative differences of opinion, and. Okay. Uh, I remember I, I auditioned for the part of Oberon, uh, and it was a fantastic. Uh, role I felt and I had studied just religiously for it and I ended up doing it and went in for my audition and I remember my director had told me he had said wow he says you know what out of all the years I've been your director he says I gotta admit that was probably the greatest audition I've ever seen you do I mean damn near as close to flawless as as, as I could put it and I said wow great um unfortunately he also broke it to me he said that uh he felt at the time that I was a prima donna and I was a pain in the ass, and uh, he just didn't think that working with me on that show would be such a good idea. So, sadly, no, I was not actually cast in it. It's a strange thing to say to a high school student for a high school play. We we definitely had some major differences of opinion, <laughs> um, you know. Uh, so it's it's unfortunate, but uh, you know it's it's okay, and uh, I was grateful for the opportunity to go out and at least uh, give it my best shot. And I think it would have been fun to try and do something uh, Shakespearean for once, uh, but you know it didn't happen. But it's okay. It doesn't mean that you know doesn't mean it's not going. Doesn't happen. mean it's not going to happen. I mean you know yeah. so so I, I keep my options open. <laughs> <laughs> That's a. Uh, uh... Was it um, Rob Riggle? He was a he's a stand up, and he, he right. came from the military service, right? Is there yeah. some others that uh, you can think of that 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 also went walked that career that walked that career line? No, off the top of my head, and I mean, I feel bad because it's like you know, I I enjoy doing stand up, and uh, I I enjoy uh, you know being around comedians, um, but I still feel like I'm very much ignorant to it. Like there's so many comedians out there that I don't know that I don't follow. And I'm like, Oh really? That guy tells comedy. I had no idea. That's, that's <laughs> kind of crazy. Like I was amazed, like, Holy shit. Joe Rogan tells comedy. When, when did this happen? And they're like, Hey fucker for like the past 10 years. I'm like, where the hell have I been? I thought he just did fear factor in UFC. I had no fucking clue. <laughs> 
so then it, since it's 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 brand new to you, I mean, this, I, I listen to a, a lot of other podcasts and stuff like that, and like especially the Chris Hardwick podcast when he gets other comedians on, they talk about having to write a how to write a joke, the process of writing a joke. I mean, <laughs> is have you found that? <laughs> To be easy for you, to be difficult for <laughs> the process of writing a joke, I, you know. And the bad part is, is, I'm sure there is like maybe some sort of uh, scientific uh, mathematical equation for coming up with a joke. But uh, either a, I haven't learned it yet; b, I've completely fucking ignored it; or <laughs> c, a little bit of both. Um, I don't know. For me, it's like uh, honestly, I can't. I cannot sit down in the traditional sense and. All right, time to write a joke and go. <laughs> Be funny. Okay, write a joke. I, I can't do it. It's usually most of my material is very topical, um, and I try and base a lot of it off of my life and, and my experiences um, and just things I've been through in general. Um A lot of the times, to me, it, it comes to me at the weirdest time. I'll be in the shower just kind of... Really, it, it, it seems to come to me when I'm angry at something. <laughs> something really just bothers me, and I'll start just making fun of it because I'm so upset. And then I'm like, holy shit, that's pretty goddamn funny. And I'll, I'll uh, say, you know what, I should do a bit about that. And, uh, you know, that's that's how I come up with a lot of my material. I wouldn't say that there's uh, necessarily a... Uh mathematical formula i mean if, it, if it's funny to you and then you you can you you flesh it out whatever yeah. way you flesh it out is going to be how how it works i mean not that i know anything about stand-up I, I just from what i've watched you know i can't say i can't say anything but uh. the, the thing about it is is uh, as i found out from you know the brief time that i've been doing it is um you know you you might do something uh you you might do a bit and you know what it it you know, goes and it runs its length and you do that for a couple of shows and then finally you're just like, okay, that's fucking stupid. I'm not going to do that anymore. <laughs> and you'll forget about it. And then, you know, a time will come, you know, many months, you know, maybe even a year or two down the road and you're just like, man, I should tell that joke again because I thought of something funny to add to it or there's a different way I can say it or a different spin I can put on it. And then you bring it back out. They, changes everything. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it, it could change the cadence of the joke, change the pacing yeah, of the joke. Yeah, yeah, very much so. And and you know the bad part is too is is I, I had the bad tendency that I would I would do a joke one night in front of a crowd and it just nothing couldn't get anything out of it. And then I'd go and do it a separate night for a different crowd and it would kill. And <laughs> you just never know. I think one of the hardest parts about being a comedian is just learning how to read a crowd and know what they're into and. Kind of know what you can get away with, you know, um, and, and just know what they're feeling, and you, you try and feed off that vibe. Oh, definitely. I mean, and, and uh, I mean, from the little bit of stage work that I've done, being on the stage myself, and if you if you're doing a part that has a joke in it, if I guess if you believe in it, it really helps a lot more to have the crowd believe in it. Yeah, you con- confidence is a big thing, you know, and sometimes you get so committed to a joke that even if you're just eating a dick on stage, you just got to <laughs> see it through. You just got to keep just head down and push forward, just get it over with. So then in the movies that you like to watch, is are you, are you do you usually sh- like go towards uh, comedies more there, or do you... Yeah, it depends. I'm I'm a fan of really all things. Uh, mainly, believe it or not, I'm a, I'm a huge, huge horror movie fan. I love horror movies. I grew up on horror movies, and that's that's my thing. I, you know, I, I 
<laughs> I've worked at uh, blockbusters and movie theaters and stuff like that in, in my past. So uh, it's it amazed me when I first started working at Blockbuster how many people come in asking for that horror movie. And they, they want a new one that's going to scare them like when they were kids. And I'm like, there's not going to be anything that's going to scare you that way that, you, that like when you were a kid. Because that's that's all, you know, things back then. you. You have things like taxes and children to worry about. Yeah, exactly. I got real scary <laughs> shit to deal with, like a marriage, you know, and a mortgage and child support. That's fucking scary. Taxes are due. But but has there been any good horror movies that you've enjoyed in the past five years, four years? Oh Christ, um, <laughs> that's so bad uh, that I actually can't think of any. That's that's the worst part. Is like I'm thinking back and I'm like. No, they've uh, pretty much broad spectrum sucked ass. <laughs> they, they usually do let you down. I'm so fucking depressed, and 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 it never fails. I always say about a horror. Movie, this is the scariest horror movie to come out since one that you really liked, and you're like, <laughs> oh man, I cannot miss this. And then you go, and you're so built up, and you watch it, you're like, what the fuck did I just sit through? God damn it! Well, it's like, I mean, I, I love it when they they say that little bit in the in their trailers, and they're and then when they get bold enough, and they're like, the scariest movie since The Exorcist. Mm. Like really, you're gonna go. Well, there you go. The tattoo right on the arm of the Exorcist. You're gonna compare yourself to something as magnificent as the Exorcist. I mean, yeah. I mean, I've got <laughs> I've got Night of the Living Dead tattooed on me. I've got friggin' the Exorcist tattooed on me. I got a friggin' I got the Death's Head moth from Silence of the Lambs, which <laughs> yeah, horror thriller, but still. You know, uh, uh, to me, they you know they just don't make them like they used to. They really don't. And and I don't know whether it's just the storytelling sucks, or everything's just a fucking reboot, or you know uh, the the CGI perhaps is just really friggin' just well, drawn away from it. Yeah, definitely. I have to say when when you're doing a horror movie and you want to get people scared, you can't do CGI. You have to do practical effects. Yeah, because practical effects look real they well, have gravity take, to them. take the walking dead huge i'm a huge fan of of the show and i love the comic um and i i think one of the reasons why that show is very successful too is they they take their time with it and it's uh, a, a lot of the horror and special effects with it is hand crafted mm-hmm. you know i, yeah, Greg I think Nicotero and his team does an amazing oh, job on that absolutely show. And, and i think if they went through and they they tried to cgi it up you're just going to be like really you know that's obviously a computer aided uh computer generated zombie i'm not feeling this <laughs> you know uh so it, i i think you know one of the scariest parts of 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 you know the walking dead is just Having to sit there and wait for Carl to die, I just hope he fucking dies soon. Can we can we hope that Negan took a bat to Carl's head? I'm really hoping so. I know that's not what happened either. I mean, and I don't want to give too much away for anybody listening, but if you follow the comic, and granted, the show has not followed the comic no, really at all. It's kind of all over the place. Um, you know what? We've we've spoiled that particular part a bunch of times. Have you already? Yeah, so, so yeah, I've got my prediction. I'm I'm predicting it's Glenn that's going to get it. But uh, you know, part of me is like, if you could just do me a solid and just take out Carl, or maybe you go to swing at at at, at <laughs> Glenn and miss, and just totally fucking take off Carl's head. That's going to be just fine by me. You I, know, uh, I I uh, I have wanted Carl to die since the second season. Carl. <laughs> we got to do stuff and things, Carl. Uh, yeah, just, uh, <laughs> God, he's such a fucking... And the bad part is if you read the comic, he's actually like a badass kid. He's grown into his own. But if you watch the fucking show, you're like, God, he is such a fuck up. He is constantly <laughs> holding this team back. Why is Billy Ray Cyrus still alive in this comic? The priest is fucking worthless like 
I can't even watch the show with my wife because she just gets upset and just starts screaming at the top of her lungs like, okay, that person's worthless. They need to fucking die. <laughs> that person sucks. Get rid of them. I was so glad when that lady and her kids got eaten. I was like, yeah, no, that that mm, mm-hmm. that was well-deserved. <laughs> that nurse bitch took an arrow through the eye. I was like, yeah, you could fucking die, too. You're, you're not necessary. I like I like it, Aaron. You just... Everybody, everybody's expendable. Needed. Anybody can go. Yeah, like <laughs> we but, don't need you. <laughs> but but you know, while while I am on this too, uh, I wouldn't be upset if they killed Rick. I know that's not going to happen. I hope they do kill Rick. I'm still uh, very bitter. I'm I'm Team Shane all the way. I'm, really, I think the group would be so much better off with <laughs> Shane in charge of shit because Shane was all about like. We need to do what we need to do to survive. He wasn't sitting there worrying about all this other bullshit. He was just like, look, we got to fucking get through this one way or the other. If that means I got to trip up the fat guy with the oxygen tanks, then fuck it. That's what we're doing here. Shane was very much the, I don't need to be faster than them. Yep, I just got to be faster than you. That's right. You know, but Shane looked out for fucking number one. And I think in that kind of situation, in a post-apocalyptic zombie situation, I think you got to fucking look out for yourself. <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah, you got to look out for you and your own. Yeah, and, you know, you know that's what that show has definitely done. He was uh, like, I don't point. even know this fat guy's name. Nobody's going to miss him. <laughs> Fuck him. Trip him. <laughs> Uh, that's a, that's a harsh one to be holding on to. That was back in season two. And I, don't, season... I don't forget. All right, just, <laughs> you know. And now we've seen what Shane can do. Okay, I mean, you've as seen the him Punisher? In the, as the Punisher. <laughs> you've seen him in the movie Fury. I oh, mean, that's right. He is a badass. And I'm like, you fucked up killing off Shane. I'm, you know, but but credit to the show. I mean, they at least uh, the comic. I think he dies in like the friggin' like first three or four pages. Oh, yeah. They he, kill him off like immediately. Yeah. I'm like, well, that's the end of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he definitely got a more of a life in the TV show than he did in the comics. I mean, so. I think Rick was happier because then he wasn't, you know, porking his wife as much. But still, <laughs> it was just like, that's unfortunate. <laughs> uh, my prediction is actually that it's Aaron. Like, why? Why has it got to be me? I know it wasn't not particularly you, but it's... I, I could I could believe Aaron too because out of that whole group, you're kind of the one like, eh, you know, he was introduced for a while, then he faded out for so long, and then now they're kind of bringing him back. Like eh. exactly to me, he's the he's the Star Trek red shirt. He's, yeah, it's like, like somebody's got to go just to, for, just for this part. <laughs> as long as it's not Daryl, do not fucking kill off Daryl. Don't be stupid. <laughs> He wasn't in the comic. He wasn't in the comic, but you know, if if we've seen anything, especially just the the fanboys and everything else, everybody loves Daryl. How can you not love Daryl? And I think if you kill off Daryl, well, granted, I will kind of sit back and applaud the boldness of that. I would too. I think that they will lose a huge amount of their you fan base by will. killing them off. Like people will just stop. Women especially are just like, "You killed Daryl. How fucking dare you?" <laughs> Uh-uh. You don't you don't kill that man. No, you don't do that. And, you know it's funny just to think that you know he's uh like the whole the whole time I'm watching him during season six and every time he goes into the woods I'm just like there goes the redneck ninja. Yeah, he's going in there. He's got it has. figured out. And then, but then he gets that those last two episodes he gets caught so easily and I'm just like what the fuck? It's because he doesn't have his crossbow. All right, he's running around naked right now without go. that crossbow, and he doesn't have his motorcycle anymore. It's just like shit is going downhill for him as soon as he gets off that bike it's just all hell breaks loose for him uh well there you go i mean that's that's the walking dead uh are you watching the fear of the walking dead no that i haven't is that any good 
I liked it. I liked the first season. Uh, the second season just started. Uh-huh. The, the idea, like, I like the idea that it kind of brings... Is it a show? Or? Yeah, it, it's, it's like right during the outbreak. Okay. Or as, as you know, the, the, everything's going down. Right. So it's the idea is that you still have a fear of the zombies. Like, because now in The Walking Dead, you don't fear the zombies. You fear the other people. You fear the living, yeah. Exactly. Especially with Negan running around. Like, the, the, even the, the characters are like, oh, there's, okay, stabbed. Okay, that's done with. Now I'm going back to the argument that I was just <laughs> having with you. But, you know, in The Fear of the Walking Dead, it's like, you turn a corner and all of a sudden the people are, are freaking out because it's it's something that they've never seen before. Right. And it, it kind of brings that back. Yeah. But the second season's already started off to the point where uh, they've already ha- are starting to make tribes where okay. you have stuff. I'm going to come take your stuff because I, I, my tribe needs your stuff. Now, does this necessarily follow one group of people or does it jump around to like different places and how they're dealing with it? No, or? It's, it's, it's literally one, one, one set of people, one group. It's, it's, one, it's, a, it's a dude and his biological son and then his new wife and her two kids. Okay. Because so. I, was, I was really hoping too, and that's why I was so let. Don't get me. See, you're going to get me started on other tangents. You're going to get me started on how let down I was by World War fucking Z. <laughs> And I read the book. I read the book, and I was floored. I was just like, "Oh my god, what a great fucking book!" And I mean, it just seemed like everything in that book, uh, each little individual story. I mean, you could just put yourself in, and I mean, just you're you're thinking to yourself, like, "Man, if I was this person, how would I survive?" And it it just set itself up for, I mean, such an incredible uh, uh, movie. I thought, if you know, and and I had no idea how they were going to be able to pull that off. Exactly. That I think that's the problem with that is that the, the the whole interview style of that book, right, does not translate over to movie. Right. You would have had to have done like. <laughs> Eight or nine short stories from World War, <laughs> which Z. wouldn't have been a bad idea. No, no, it, had that been like a series it. on Netflix, you know, where you just did okay, like each yeah. individual episode was another interview, yeah. and how they survived it or whatever they need, did to get to that point, it mm-hmm. would have been great. Uh, yeah, the the movie with its its ant zombies, with you know the zombies all running together and then making pyramids as they grow up the yeah, walls and stuff. It just was like, <laughs> what are you doing? What is this? And then, and then the we oh Brad Pitt finds the cure. There, yeah, the there's idea. a cure. There's no cure. <laughs> no, no. It almost gets me as pissed off as the Resident Evil. Okay, see again, this is uh, me going off on tangents. <laughs> Resident Evil, another one. Like, what are you fucking doing, dude? Like, and I was so uh, Resident Evil, Batman versus Superman reminded me just like Resident Evil. Like, if you're into it and you don't know shit about shit and you're just going to watch a movie. You're gonna like it. It was entertaining, but if you follow the book or if you follow the video game or the comics or anything else, you're watching it going, "What? The, what do you know? That's not what happened. What is this shit?" You're you're very right. I mean, it's like I know who Batman is. I know who Superman is. Like, if you don't read the comics, like, yeah. and then you go and watch this movie, you're like, "Yeah." And well, Resident, well, Resident Evil had the chance to like redeem itself. I was like, and okay. it's eight sequels. Well, no, it ha- <laughs> I was giving it a chance at redemption in the second one because I was like, "Okay, so they're finally in Raccoon City. All right, now maybe we're gonna get to meet the other characters." And then I see, okay, well, you're bringing out Nemesis. Well, that doesn't happen until part three. But okay, you know what? For the sake of movie's sake, I'll let it slide. Maybe they're doing a combination thing. 
and I'm still okay. I'm kind of feeling it, but then there's just comedic relief that doesn't need to be there. And then, <laughs> then you're trying to fucking bargain with Nemesis at the end, and you're like, it's really us. And it's like you got Nemesis standing there, like friend. <laughs> you know, I'm like, oh, what the fuck is this? No, stop. I like that Nemesis sounds like Yoda. Yeah. <laughs> you think you'd be a bigger character? Yeah, like... I, I, I don't know. I get it. Friend. <laughs> Ah, uh, but Christ. yeah, no, that's uh, I I I I get what you're saying. That's like, uh, hey, Resident Evil. That's about zombies, right? Okay, let's make a movie. Call it Resident Evil. We'll throw a bunch of zombies in it. People will be okay with that. <laughs> and by the way, let's introduce a heroine that is nowhere in the video <laughs> games. And you know what? Fuck it. She knows like jujitsu and Krav Maga. Just <laughs> just magically, she can't even remember her fucking name, but she knows how to do a fucking spinning flip back kick off the fucking wall and <laughs> kick the shit out of a zombie Doberman. No, no, you don't. That no, that's not what happened. Fuck. Fuck. <laughs> well, okay, Fuck. so I, I think uh, we, we've got the idea that you're, you're not... Other than The Walking Dead, zombie movies as of late are not... They uh, suck shit. They're not George R. Romero uh, back-in-the-day movies. Well, and, and even then, George Romero, God love him, but then you created, what was it, uh, Land of, Land the, of Dead, the Dead? with which, John Leguizamo. And oh, they, they get distracted by the fireworks. <laughs> and, and now we know how to use machine guns. <laughs> you know? No, no, they don't. No. What the... F- Fuck. No, they don't. God damn you. And then, what is it? Diary of the Dead, I think Diary he had something to do with it. Yeah. Yeah. Dear Diary, this movie sucks shit. How about that? Like, hey, fuck that At least movie it wasn't too. like warm bodies, you know. Oh, go to hell. <laughs> God damn it, dude. I think this is the first time someone's told me to actually go to hell. It was, it was, like, it was, it was like Twilight, but with zombies. <laughs> and fucking stop. Just stop raping the fucking horror culture. Just... You're ruining everything. Okay, speaking of okay, so maybe two of the the, like yeah, I would still say they're horror movies that I've liked in the last five years. Cabin in the Woods. I saw it and I was kind of left uh, uh, with this. What the fuck did I just watch? I, sort I, of thing. Going I think on that's there. what I liked the most about it. <laughs> I was like, well, you, know, you were there, and it was a cabin, and then there's an underground, and then there's just like monsters all over the place. And I was like, what the fuck is going on here? I didn't really get that. <laughs> and how about Pandorum? Pandorum, I haven't seen. I'm not familiar with. Okay, that it's one. it's more sci-fi than anything else, but there's definitely it's got Norman Reedus in it, but he, it's in it for a whole three. He's in it for a whole three minutes. Uh, <laughs> I had my I had my friends try and get me into uh, what was it? the Babadook, and oh. oh my god, dude! I like three minutes into the movie, I just wanted to strangle the fucking kid. <laughs> I was like, why does every horror movie have to involve an annoying fucking child that just needs to die and refuses to? Why? <laughs> Why yeah, God? I, I all I heard from people was that the Bubba Duke was amazing. Oh, it's yeah. so great. And it's uh, like no, it's it was, not. It was great when it was over because <laughs> I was like, now I'll never have to watch that again. Now, oddly enough, not horror movie, but could be viewed as a horror movie. Uh, the Kevin Smith movie Tusk. I loved it. I thought it was so fucking just off the wall, just fucking bizarro, and I loved it. That movie bothered my wife so much she became a fucking, I swear to God, I cannot make this up, she became a strict vegan for like, for like four months. She just like, something about the walrus just bothered her, and she was just like, I can't eat meat anymore. It's just something about, just like, I'm reminded of how flesh-like he looked I, I cannot eat meat Dude, so she it, coughed it up for like four months she was like fuck this I'm not eating meat because that stupid Kevin Smith movie like when you get to the end of that movie you're just constantly like 
okay, so they they got to him in time. Did they? Is he reverted back? And then they're at this like reserve, and yeah, you're like, I mean, what's happening here? And he's just and sitting, he's there. sitting there. He's like crying, and I'm like, okay. I mean, are you sad because I mean, you you comprehend what's going on, or I mean, you're you're at a Sea World preserve right now. I mean, it, did the did the documentary Blackfish just touch you that deeply that that's why you're upset? You're you're hoping to be free with the other walruses, <laughs> walrusy. I don't walrus I. What is what is the plural? I don't know. I think walrus is plural. walrus is yeah or walrus walrus just, yeah. walrus is yeah. just I don't. It's like know. fish. It's like moose <laughs> or moose. Yeah. Meese. I don't know. Speaking of his next one is moose jaws. Uh yeah, that's right. Yeah, moose jaws. Something about a killer fucking moose. <laughs> Basically, but jaws, but with the moose. It's Kevin Smith. <laughs> yeah, don't, just don't question it. Just go with it. Just fucking roll. No, yeah, I love Tusk. I thought it was it was hilarious and and had its ho- body horror you know going on which you know was like kind of like a response to the human centipede movies you know yes so uh, and which those those type of horror movies those gore uh, porn you know basically <sighs> it's just like I can't get into them because it's just the blood yeah that's all you're doing but, yeah uh, uh, I, I I would love for there to be more good horror movies in general I think it's the thing is that they flood it. Uh, they flood the, the the movie industry with them. Like every two weeks, you have a different horror: movie. insidious, sinister. Uh, you know, uh, another like paranormal they're, they're activity. They, yeah, if if you thought the first three paranormal activities <laughs> sucked shit, we got a fucking fourth and fifth one for you. Like, no, stop. Like, yeah, I couldn't believe it. when they when the last one came stop. out. I was like, is this what six uh, yeah. with that movie? Yeah. What, uh, what? Oh God! What is that movie? Uh, now I thought the haunting uh, is it the haunting? I thought conjuring. That, the, the, haunting, conjuring the conjuring. That's it. Yeah, the conjuring. With Patrick Wilson. Yeah, that one was pretty fucking sick. I liked that, and then they came out with Annabelle. I didn't enjoy that as much, but I thought the first Conjuring was pretty damn decent. I'll give that credit. I haven't watched the Conjuring yet. So no, that, that was good. It's it's worth it's worth it. Red box it. You know, it's, okay. it's a good flick. Good enough. It's a good flick. I think I think horror movies definitely are on the decline, but I think something that we haven't seen, you know, especially from our generation, that's really coming up. Obviously, the superhero movies, and 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 I think that is really on the rise now, and they're putting out some really really great gems, uh, which oddly enough, I think so far the best uh, superhero movie isn't even the movie it's it's daredevil the show i freaking love that show <laughs> that's a great love show it. love it and and I, i've heard rumor and i hope it's true that supposedly punisher is going to get his own spinoff that, i've heard that rumor i as well. i hope to god i pray to god because he he made the second season completely worthwhile i really i, I really thought that they were gonna like they were gonna give him like maybe three episodes out of the season and it, yeah but then he, he ended up being like well, right there, along with him, most of the season, and the part when he gets to the jail. Oh like, yeah, everybody's talking about the the scene where Daredevil's going down the stairwell and you know kicking people's asses with the chain and the and the gun in his hand. But I'm like, no, you get to the prison scene hey, where he takes out like a dozen <laughs> dudes barehanded. I was just like, that's fucking badass. That's, that's the scene. That's Punisher for you, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Right there, Frank Castle. Boom. <laughs> Uh, no, I, yeah, I, I would love it for John Bernthal to get his own uh, spinoff show and and do the Punisher. Uh, and and I wonder how does how does the creators of Daredevil really feel about it? Do they think like, oh shit, we created a monster, we didn't really think Punisher was going to be that awesome? Now people are like, fuck Daredevil, I want to see more Punisher in the show because <laughs> that's how I felt. Like every time they would break away and like, let's follow the story arc of Daredevil and Elektra, I'm like, I don't give a shit, I don't <laughs> care anymore. She's annoying. It just is she going to get naked for me or not? 
that. I mean, first off, too, you, you're also drawn back on the Rosario Dawson, which really bothers me because I have got like the hugest fucking crush on Rosario <laughs> Dawson. Ever since Clerks 2, I was like, oh my God, she is so fucking hot. I, I, I absolutely love Rosario Which Dawson. I think was, yeah, that was, it was a complete like uh, uh, mishap not to have more of her involved in the second season because she is kind of like the. What Coulson was in the first right. you know, first phase of, of the Marvel movies. She's right. the one that's going to go between all these shows. Because right. she showed up in Jessica Jones. And right. you know, obviously she was a big part of the first season of, of Daredevil. So yeah. why not have her be more involved? I haven't, I haven't actually watched Jessica Jones. I heard, I heard it's okay. Uh, I haven't, oh, see, I haven't I, seen it. I think it was right up there with, with Daredevil. Really? The first season. Uh, like, I mean, obviously it's not the same type of show. It's 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 more about her struggling with her inner demons and then this this guy who's her own personal devil. Like, all he wants, he doesn't want to conquer the world. Right. He wants to conquer her. Well, and... I mean, who wouldn't? <laughs> Kristen Ritter fan, are you? Yeah, I'd say, she's hot. What a difference. Is that her name? I didn't even know her name. I'm like, whatever. I'd do I her. think most people know her from, from Breaking Bad before she was Jessica Jones. Was I'm, she in I that? Didn't, I didn't watch Breaking Bad. Oh, before. I loved Breaking Bad, but I just, uh, I, don't, I don't really remember. I mean, it, mostly that focus was on, on what uh, what Walt was doing, you know, but... Uh, <laughs> That is that is trippy, man. That is that is uh, that's crazy. And I heard there's there's even going to be uh, there's there's talks of a standalone Venom movie coming out. I would yeah, I would I wouldn't doubt it for Sony. I, to do I that. really hope so, and I hope they just please don't do with that what you've done with every Spider-Man film that's come out and just make it <laughs> shitty. Um, please well, don't I, do that. I think it would be great if they were to handle Venom in a way that uh, you know really showed him as an anti-hero instead of just being a villain. Right, right, so absolutely. It would be amazing to see Eddie Brock come to life that way. It is, you know, and again, it just spins off into something else, which is this this fucking Civil War movie, which I want I want to be I want to be so excited for this. <laughs> I really do. I mean, the but reports bothered, coming out of it, the premieres that everybody loves it. Bothers me though that it's like they said, you know, you follow the comic and it's just a hundred on a hundred, and then you know you see the movie version of it. It's like, and here's five people running at another five people. It's like, wait a <laughs> second, there's so many more, uh, you know, not just heroes, but there's villains involved too with it. You know, and it's like, book, yeah, yeah, it's like, where the what are you doing? You're right. Man? I mean, when you see that in the, the the scene that's painted in the comic book of Civil War, right when uh, he is going to uh, the t- the two teams meet up on that airfield, which they're what they're trying to recreate in the movie. Right, it, it doesn't look anything. Like no. I mean, it's it's so huge. Yeah, in in that comic book version, you, even you have uh, what is his, his name is uh, Goliath or Black Goliath right. in the comic book, and he gets struck down by Thor right then. Yeah. It's like you won't you won't get to see anything like that. I, I don't think you're really going to see anything like that in the in the movie. And now now it, it, it creates a bigger discussion too, which you know you you know what they're going towards, you know what they're building up for, and it's obviously Infinity Gauntlet. Mm-hmm. Now anybody that's read the comic knows that I don't know how you're going to pull this off on screen because it is every, I mean it's literally everybody and their mom from the <laughs> Marvel universe involved. <laughs> I mean, so you're going to have to get Sony on board, Fox, Disney, fucking whoever the hell else third party that you've sold all these comic characters to and try and get them all on screen. And not only that, you know, you've gotten used to seeing certain actors portray that character. 
So, you know, is Hugh Jackman going to be okay with coming back as Wolverine? And Okay, so look, here's the deal. Um, you're going to be in it for about four minutes, and then you're going <laughs> to fucking die horribly. Your bones are going to turn to fucking jelly, and you're just going to be liquefied by Thanos. And that's pretty much the only cameo you have. Are you okay with that in the movie? You know, and by the way, yeah, you're probably going to ask for about twenty million dollars just say, to do that five minutes. It depends on how much money Disney is willing to back the truck up to his house. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it, it's going to suck if it's like not Hugh Jackman or something. You're like, that's not Wolverine. Like, you know, I, mean, I, I, I just don't know how you're going to be able to get you know the X Men, the Fantastic Four, and, and I just like think I said, that's... everybody else on the same screen at the same time doing this epic battle. Right, yeah. and I mean, I just think, in general, because, you know, uh, what Hugh Jackman has said, Wolverine 3 is going to be the last time he does Wolverine. Bear in mind, if they get him to do enough money to go do Yeah, the yeah, he'll do anything. I mean, if they if they made a Wolverine porn and they give him enough money, he's <laughs> like, well, I got to do what I got to do. Yeah. <laughs> that was a good impression. but uh, got to start growing my sideburns. Uh, if, uh, but if, if they were to go with a new... Uh, Wolverine, I, it's it's going to be so hard. You know, ten years down the line, when you're 15 used years to seeing down, it, yeah, you're used to, you're used to what he's played Wolverine since 2000. Yeah, when the first when the first, first X Men movie yeah, came out, yeah, so that's 16, 17 years by the time Wolverine three comes out that. Uh, we've seen this guy play Wolverine. I can imagine seeing someone else playing it. Right, right. But I mean, maybe we'll get someone that's actually the right height this time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's mean. That's not that's mean. mean. I mean, that's the. I, I would say that's probably the only, only thing wrong with the the you know, the character from the comic book to the movie. I need them to bring back Jean Grey too. Gosh, she's so hot. Well, she's going to be in Apocalypse. She's so fucking hot. Uh, <laughs> I, I get so sidetracked by these really really hot. It's it's the geek in me. I'm just like uh, you know. And the problem is like I could date somebody like that and just be like that is so cool. But can you just put on the costume for me? Can you dress just, up a little? Can you role play for me a little bit? It's just I mean you're okay now, but you really just well be, get my motor going if you're if you're if you're cosplaying it a bit for me. I don't I don't exactly know how close uh, El Paso is to Texas, but have you how have, close it is? It's in Texas. I mean, I'm at Dallas. I'm sorry. I was like, uh, well, it's in the state, so, so it's yeah. pretty close. Yeah, it's, it's there. <laughs> no, but how close it is to Dallas? They... Uh, about eight hours, give or take. Really? Yeah. It's, okay. It's well, a drive. I was gonna say there's the the Dallas com- Dallas yeah Comic Con that they have every year. Mm-hmm. You could have went and saw some of the cosplayers. One of them's gonna be a good. You know, but Ray. it's sad too because you meet a lot of those cosplayers and they're so ridiculously hot and they know what they're doing. <laughs> oh, and, well. then, and then you, and then you try and you know hey so uh, you know and you, you kind of just try and get on their level a little bit and then you realize they don't know a goddamn thing about the character they're dressed up as they don't even read comics they're just you know there to fucking put on a halloween costume and let their boobs hang out which is okay but you know i'd really appreciate it if you a lot of the ones that i i've a lot of the ones i've talked to know know the comic book characters that they're they're portrayed and stuff like that and especially the video game ones you would think they know a lot about comics but then when i tell them i'm a comic they have no idea who i am so i don't <laughs> Fuck em. I think we're talking about. Wait, Are we talking imagine? about two different things? Two different, here? Okay, two wow. di- different definitions of the word. I'm sorry. But could you imagine people cosplaying as those type of comics? Yeah. Like- <laughs> Who are you supposed to be? I'm dressed up as Louis C.K. How do you like that? <laughs> don't you get the goatee? Yeah, you don't see it? <laughs> no. It's, uh, I did the little horseshoe haircut and dyed my hair red. No? Fuck. Well, I'm Jerry Seinfeld today. Yeah, this is <laughs> this is awkward. Yeah, you guys are just making this fucking weird now. I always love, too, that it'll be like... <laughs> It'll be like those goddamn, you know, it, 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 it's a damn uh, uh, 
situation where you, you go to these comic cons and yeah you'll have that one asshole like show up dressed as a smurf or something you're like what the fuck are you doing dude like, i wanted to put all this blue body paint yeah on. like what are you doing like i'm rambo okay that's great this is a comic convention and you're dressed like fucking hulk hogan over here what is going on like you were completely fucking this up and some people take it too seriously too because i had my son he like went he went out the one time he went to the it was oh my god and and I guess my wife, uh, my ex-wife, uh, she made the mistake. It was the it was the uh, Marvel convention. Okay. Uh, it was a Marvel convention in San Diego, um, and she took my son to it uh, wearing a Batman T-shirt. And like people are shitting on my eight-year-old son oh, no. for this. Wow! I'm like, dude, it's <laughs> it's not his fault. His mother doesn't know a goddamn thing about comics. All right, uh, just leave him alone. All right, he's, he doesn't he's, fucking he's, know. But then again, he's also a kid. He's he, he's loving the, the he comic d- books he deserves to be there a lot more than the forty-year-old burned-out fuckers. You exactly. know, like come on, dude. <laughs> Leave him alone. That's uh, uh, that's incredible. You know, I mean, sometimes I really love, I really love our community. But then there's the, there's the people, and that's the you know, there's people in every community that that just have to shit on it for everybody else. You know, so uh, it, it's it's it's. I take look, I, I I take comics serious. I I, I enjoy them. Um, I I love Star Wars too. I'm a big Star Wars fan, but. Uh, I also enjoy the feeling of a good vagina. So um, <laughs> there's a lot about comics and Star Wars that I don't know on that just fucking over the top, you know, metaphysical level. I mean, I, I was watching the new Star Wars in, in theaters and, you know, humoring myself back and forth. I'm listening to these fucking these these four guys sitting behind me. And they're quizzing one another uh, about Star Wars. <laughs> and, you know, I felt, like, so excited because, you know, just, like, little things like, on what planet did, uh, you know, Luke Skywalker meet up with Yoda? And I'm just like, ooh, okay, I know this one. And then it just starts getting into the ridiculous, like, um, technically, how fast is a parsec? Uh, what, what in space, time, and dimension carry the three? And you could theoretically get from this planet. And I'm like, holy fucking shit, dude. Like, that's just a little extreme there well that's 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 how we like our nerds here we when like did we you know yeah like <laughs> when did princess leia first have her uh, menstrual cycle you know at what age did that happen well like, in what the, the books fuck? it's depicted as yeah you know? <laughs> it's like get the fuck out of here dude who knows this shit and why is that important to remember it's because we you know as 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 geeks uber geeks and super nerds we all hope that that one day that Grand Inquisitor is going to come down yeah. from wherever and be like, can you answer these questions? And if you can, we're going to let you be a part of these worlds for yeah, some reason. Exactly. <laughs> I, like, if, if I'm ever on Jeopardy and they ask, like, useless information type fucking questions about random shit, you I'm know, sure I might be able to pick Jeopardy off a few. I'm pretty sure that's all useless information. <laughs> yeah, but, but I mean, at least when it, it pertains to, like, shit that, you know, people give a fuck about somewhat when it comes to, like, sports or movies, pop culture, whatever. History I got dates, you. things like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. You know, once you start getting into, uh, you know... The different levels of the, of the Enterprise and where the engine rooms are and yeah, all that kind of one, stuff. Once you start getting into the, yeah, the, the, the finite points of, you know, what the USS Enterprise is comprised of, uh, you know, what kind of metal did they use in each of the rooms, like, I don't fucking know. <laughs> nor do I want to. Like, I just don't give a shit. <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, I I, I know there's uh, limits to my geekdom also, but... uh, I don't know the rank structure of Star Trek. I really don't. You know, Lieutenant, Admiral, uh, Captain, I don't... What what is that? I I don't know. I don't care. Why why do you think that is? Anytime that they they depict 
future, uh, you know, uh, military or or whatever, when they go into starships, it's always based off of naval rankings and stuff like that. Is because of the ship? It's I think it's just because of the ship. I think that's all it is. They just go, well, fuck it, let's just stick with you know whatever what the hell have. they got in the navy. <laughs> uh, let's let's not get too carried away here. <laughs> Let's not re- let's not create a new rank like he's a lieutenant admiral, vice general, <laughs> captain. I'm like what? How many? Wait, how, how far up? Do you, yeah, well, that's, so that's not nearly as high as the admiral, yeah, apt, yeah, admiral. You know, it's captain. not as high as a vice corporal, sergeant major, but you know, he's up there. Fair enough. I mean, I guess that makes sense that you just it, it, you're, you're, it ships. It's outer space. Might as well say ships Fuck are it. the same just as the go ocean. With it. Yeah, just whatever. Man. All you need to know is he's got one of the shirts of the people that doesn't get shot as soon as he gets off the ship. So he's pretty important, right? It's exactly. Uh, what What did you think of the Doctor Strange trailer? Since you into these, uh, I've I've seen pieces of it. Oh, um, really? Yeah, I I don't know enough about that comic to speak intelligently about it. But obviously, it's I'm guessing it's a tie-in to the uh, to what you know, like I said, the Infinity Gauntlet. You know, oh, yeah, I think he'll Wars. definitely have a lot to do. Yeah, with you kind of, he's kind of a big deal. Uh, like, <laughs> he's kind of up there with the Silver Surfer for that you know story arc. You need need that in play. Um, <laughs> I love Deadpool. I love that movie. Did you enjoy that movie? I, I enjoyed it very, very. I much. think uh, I think it seems like a lot of people enjoyed it. It's the what highest rated R rated movie, highest most grossing R rated movie ever. I think the best scene of it too was that uh, Stanley showed up in a titty club. I think that was awesome. <laughs> like completely unexpected. I was like, Stanley, you're the fucking man. I don't give a shit what anybody says. You rule. See, I get it. I get like. Like Stanley makes all these cameos in all these different movies yeah. because he's the grandfather of uh, Marvel. You yeah, know? like of basically he created all these things. He but is he Walt Disney to Marvel, but he didn't know? have anything to do with the creation of Deadpool. No, no, he didn't. So, but, eh. yeah, I, I mean, I, I it's guess funny it's, too that I said he is Walt Disney to Marvel. Well, no, now Walt Disney, Walt Disney is Walt Disney exactly. to Marvel. So, well, <laughs> fuck it. Uh, it's because you know you're just gonna have to eventually. Uh, Secede to the our Disney overlords when they right. buy up everything and right. everything become you know America becomes the happiest place. On yeah, Earth exactly. Mouse everywhere. Now I, I had a weird, bizarre theory about this. Now, 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 hear me out. Why do you think? And I've I've got my own answer, but I want to hear yours. So okay. I'm gonna, I'm going to bounce this question off you. Why do you think the sudden surge in superhero movies? Uh look. I, I really the only thing that I think it is is that the the the, te- the technology has finally caught up to the point where they can make them well. Um, don't get me wrong, people loved the 1978 Superman the movie when it first came out, but if you go back and rewatch it, you could see where how the the special effects just don't really hold up for flying and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But you can make that now, and and and, and it looks really great. So I think. It, it's gotten to that point where they're like, oh, look at all these stories that are already in existence. We don't have to think much. We just have to put them up on screen. But you're thinking they can make them essentially better is what you're saying? Right. Right, right, right. They can I make mean, them better somewhere than right now, Adam West is getting ready to slit your throat. And he's like, <laughs> what do well, you mean the originals weren't the best? <laughs> well, if you think about it, I mean, Adam West, to, to, for his, he, he's sitting there doing the bat tootsie, you know, yeah. dancing. You know. There was nothing wrong with that dance. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't the bat dance that Prince introduced during, you know, the Tim Burton era, but, you know. 
it's, it's still pretty cool. I mean, that's probably if, if it wasn't for the Batutsi, you wouldn't have the Bat Dance. So <laughs> don't get me wrong. I'm just saying. Look, I, there's about uh, I have about what uh, 20 years worth of Batman comics in my garage. I don't know if I have seen anyone where he's dancing and it's in the bat suit. You didn't look hard enough. <laughs> you read through them too fast. <laughs> And I mean, you, it's. It, I had a friend mention the other day too. It's cool because like the Batman now, um, unlike the Michael Keaton Batman, can actually turn his neck. Uh, <laughs> he has to like turn his whole body to look at you. Like the the whole scene when uh, Michael Keaton has uh, Kim Basinger in the in the passenger seat. Ba- uh, Bas- uh, Basinger, Basinger, ba- bas- Basinger. How, how do you say, say that? that? <laughs> Uh, Did you just say he had her in the Bassinger seat? My, my, Was it the, the Bassinger mobile, seat, the passenger seat, uh, in the Batmobile, in the passenger seat, and he has to like literally turn his whole body from the waist just to talk to her. <laughs> so, uh, what, what was your theory, though? What sucks, though, is that, uh, on, a, on a side note, though, I love Michael Keaton as Batman. I thought those were, uh, in fact, my favorite Batman movie is Batman really? Returns. That is wow. my favorite one. I, I just thought that. Uh, I just really like the world that uh, Tim Burton created uh, for for that scene. Um, you know, uh, I thought that uh, Danny DeVito. I mean, how can you go wrong? Uh, I thought <laughs> I thought he played a really really great penguin. Look, if if they would have had Danny DeVito playing the penguin the way that I see the penguin should have been played, uh, you know, like uh, basically more like the the Adam West penguin, you know, or or uh, more of a crime boss like like the right. kingpin, right. that would have been great. But they made him into this Edward Scissorhands uh, version. Yeah, kind of. I can see that. I, I tell you, I do. I do like, uh, especially if you played the video games, the the Arkham Knight series and shit like right. that. Uh, I love the penguin depiction in that. Uh, and goddamn, give it up for Mark Hamill as fucking Joker. Oh. oh my god, that that sold the game right there uh, for me. He is just so great. But uh, my theory, though, my theory on on the sudden rise in superhero movies, now hear me out, I'm going to go with, uh, you know, in the 80s, what did we have? In the 80s, we had all the superhero action flicks as far as, you know, your Schwarzeneggers, your Stallones, Mm -hmm. you know, the the, the Expendables, so to speak, you know, all all those big... In their heyday. Yeah. Um, And... You know, a lot of those have been kind of they're 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 fallen heroes, so to speak. Especially now with you know what happened to them in the world, and it's like oh steroids and everything else. And we're like, <laughs> oh maybe those weren't the best fucking role models, um, you know. But I think that, and especially just with everything that's going on uh, in the world, and at times things just seem so out of control. I think we maybe as a society are looking for a hero. We're looking for somebody to save us. We're, we're, we're looking for something to look up to once again. And I think you're seeing just the rebirth of a, a lot of these comic movies and, and shit, even the reboot of a lot of comics with the new 52 and everything. Uh, you know, they're, they're trying to bring the younger generation back into, uh, you know, having that superhero, that, that, that person that can save us from ourselves, mm-hmm. you know, and, and movies themselves are an escape from reality, but, uh, but the idea, you that know, you they're, can... they're, they're taking problems that we're dealing with now in the world and, and throwing them in these comic movies. And, uh, you know, that's, that's, that's my theory anyway, is that, that we're seeing a surge in superheroes because I, I think, I think society wants a hero. We, we need a hero again. And I think that's why you're seeing it. I, I I agree. I totally wholeheartedly agree with you. I think uh, I think that's kind of what the the job of comic books were for you know since the beginning was always to let you see a part of yourself in these heroes and then show you what you could accomplish if you put your 
heart and bo- mind and body to it. And then, uh, it, it, especially like characters like Superman, that you know he's supposed to be what we we should strive towards. You know, being uh, this. If you take out the part that he's an alien, but just right. like a man growing up in the Midwest and, you know, who was taught to do the right thing and always do the right thing, to see the best in people and stuff like that. And, I, I you know, that's where I think, not to get us into that argument, but where Batman v Superman and the Man of Steel kind of goes wrong. Right. So uh, when, you, when you have the Marvel side of it, you have Captain America, this kid who grew up in Brooklyn, more than anything, wants to go and join the war effort because mm-hmm. he sees... That that's the right thing to do. He needs to stick up for the little guy, and 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 Iron Man is once he sees the the wrong ways of his life, the things that he's done wrong, right. he he turns it around. He's like, look, I need to make a difference for people instead of just for myself. But you know, and in all fairness, too, I saw I saw the best meme the other day, and it was uh, the this head part was that. Uh, <laughs> You know, you, you said, you well, we can all see a bit of ourselves in these heroes and what we could maybe aspire to be one day or, mm-hmm. or something like that. Uh, the, the the meme was there, there's over, I think, a thousand uh, multimillionaire slash billionaires in the world. And not one of them has become Batman yet. What the fuck is going on here? <laughs> like, because, yeah. None of you want to aspire to be that. I know I would like to think if I made that kind of money, like, fuck yeah, dude. Well, I'd, I'd make myself a cool bulletproof suit and just go out and... <laughs> Fuck up! Well, you know, I, I don't. I don't want to. I, I don't want to say this and, and condone anybody doing it. But you know, if a couple billionaire parents end up going going away in front of their in the son of their 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 son, maybe he will grow to be Batman. Maybe it's just a, a, a lack of motivation. They, they haven't been properly motivated yet. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, like I said, I don't condone anybody going out and killing any billionaires. Yeah. So. Don't, don't go killing any billionaires' parents to see if that's going to fucking make them transform. Like, that's the straw that broke the camel's back. But no, you're right. I mean, who doesn't want to see Donald Trump try and squeeze into some fucking latex <laughs> and go out and just do karate on some bad guys? I'd like to see that. That'd be funny. I would like to see him attempt to do it. Yeah, just him getting in the costume would be a riot. So, uh, yeah. I, I, it, it's unfortunate, and I, I think I mean that is obviously an unrealistic way to think of a billionaire spending his money to, to help people is to put on a, a latex, rubber latex suit and go out in the middle of the night and beat up on on criminals and stuff. When obviously the better option is for them to give money to to people so that you don't have criminals, you know, or something like that, you know. But that's a, a whole other story. Uh, in general. You know what though? But some of the biggest criminals in the world already have plenty of money. That's so also that, true. That doesn't so, change a fucking thing. If you're not fighting it from the root, yeah. Then what's the point? <laughs> you're just chopping off little branches. There. Uh, with uh, with that, are there any other? Big summer blockbuster movies that you're actually looking forward to. I mean, I don't know yes, all of them, and I won't be seeing any of them because I'm your, getting deployed next month. With your month. deployment coming up, I don't think you'll be. Yeah, I'm looking to forward to every of. fucking movie that I will not be able to see. But yeah. with the with like, what about Independence Resurgence? Independence no, Day Resurgence? No, no, it, it didn't need to be redone. Uh, this, this goes back into my argument about there's just movies that you don't need. Touch and and I remember seeing Independence Day. God bless. Give it up for the Plaza Theater. Plaza which no Theater longer exists. I saw the Plaza Theater, and what was it? I think it was like '96. I saw it as a kid in theaters, and I was so fucking stoked. And it was such a great movie, especially to see it on the big screen as a kid. Oh my god, it was so fucking cool. And 
you know, it just you don't you don't need to touch it, man. You don't need to redo that movie. You don't you don't have to fucking make a sequel. You know, there's there's so many movies like no, please. Well, don't. Well, I think that's the funny thing is about like 2015, 2016. It's all about hey, do you remember the 80s? Do you remember yeah. the 90s? We're gonna remake some of this stuff. Yeah, exactly. You loved it, like 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 personally, I was not a fan of Jurassic World. I didn't think it wasn't I, as good. It just it just was like, hey, I, I we're think it take was better p- maybe than the third one. But, well, f- uh, fair enough, but all they did was was remake the first one and then add some much. unnecessary <laughs> things. <laughs> Jurassic World's going to be different this time because we've got dinosaurs in the water. So uh, and we have a girl running the place, now, yeah, or a woman running the place. Let's let's go with this. Like, no, <laughs> not quite. Uh, you know, they missed the mark with that, but. Yeah, it's just some of these, like, they remade the Godzilla movie, and I mean, which is kind of, because, I mean, how many Godzilla movies are there out there? But uh, I like the old Godzilla, and and I I don't mean the Matthew Broderick one. I'll punch (laughs) you in the fucking mouth if you say, like, oh, that one? Uh, I actually like that one. I like the old ones better, trust me. I mean, who could forget that soundtrack with (laughs) P. Diddy out there? Come with me again, yeah. No, no, stop. Well, Aaron, we are we are at the hour mark, so are we? Oh, I, you know it's been great. Is it there uh, any social media that you want to, to promote? Yeah, well, you know you can follow me on. Uh, I'm on. Uh, I do have a couple of uh, my sets on YouTube. Uh, just you look up Aaron Yankowski, and I'm on there. Uh, I'm on the. Uh, I'm on the Facebook uh, under the same name uh, as Is well it an entertainer as, page. Uh, no, no, it's just my just actual my actual Facebook? page. Yeah, I'll let I'll let you have an insight at my life because <laughs> um, it's so fascinating. Uh, but no, yeah, I'm on I'm on the Facebook. Uh, I have a Twitter account. I don't use that as much anymore, apparently, because I'm not famous enough to really fucking matter on Twitter. So <laughs> I, don't I think that's the great thing about Twitter is that we're all famous on Twitter. Like, I, I don't know. It took me like I was so used to Facebook and the MySpace and all that shit. And I remember when I got a Twitter, like I had no idea how to fucking use it for like four months. Like I had an account. I don't know what to do with it. <laughs> I, hell, I'm even on Instagram, so yeah, I'm, I'm on all that stuff. Well, there so. you go. You can, uh, you know, definitely go and check out some of his sets. Since uh, I'm not putting this, out. we're recording this the night of his uh, show in Yuma, but it's not going to be out tonight. So, well, I don't know. Oh, the show won't be out, so people aren't going to be listening to this tonight. So, uh, so if I say go to the mine shaft at eight o'clock tonight, this is not going to fucking help me. No, no people, sir. People will show up tomorrow night at eight o'clock. <laughs> like, what the? F- there ain't no goddamn comedy show here. <laughs> But we will keep you updated for the next time that the yes. Refried Comedy Tour comes through. There you here. go. <laughs> Fucking right, man. <laughs> but uh, it's been great, dude. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm absolutely. so glad that we had this chance to catch up. It's yeah. been amazing. I'm even more fun when I'm drunk. We're old enough to drink now. I, That's I cool. can't believe it. Or I, mean, I should say we, we're old enough to drink legally, legally now. Legally, we did some drinking in that desert. high school. <laughs> Uh, but it's it's more like actual drinking now. Like back then, it seemed like it was all everybody just kind of acting like yeah, they were drinking. I can afford the good shit, not just not just natty light, and natty ice. You know, like, I, I can spring for PBR. So. Uh, ooh, <laughs> that's a classy man's drink. <laughs> so if you uh, let me get through this, you can also find myself on on Twitter at, at agent underscore of the underscore bat. And uh, if you we want to make it fucking simple, I know right? <laughs> like it's, it's three underscores, one hashtag. <laughs> like I, I've had that Twitter account for a while. I didn't really want to start for another one. But the easier one is at Geek Elite Radio on Twitter. There's uh, the Geek Elite Radio Facebook page and then GeekEliteRadio.com is our website where you can catch some of our archived older podcasts. But this has been Hey Mitch on the Geek Elite Radio Networks saying until next time, always remember to, if you want to say it with me. 
what, what am I it, saying? It's, it, we, we, we sign out with Geek Out. Geek Out? Yeah. Okay, so, uh, so what are we going to count this down? Like one, two, three? <laughs> just every, just uh, always remember to Geek, geek Out. out. <laughs> we now return you to a regularly scheduled program.